0: You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio.
1: All right. We're really excited to have back with us Kent Swig. He is the president of Swig Equities, well-known and very experienced real estate guy across the country and the world. He's based here in New York City. Residential commercial. He can talk about it all. I got to start. First of all, welcome back. Nice to see you. It's
2: good to be back. Thanks for coming to our
1: place. Um, So I got to ask you, what's it like out there?
2: Well, it's quiet yeah. um, right now. it's. Uh, I, I think that there's just a lack of, of knowledge. So the unknown is a big, big problem. Um, the subways, which I did not take today. I'm an avid subway user, but I stopped, Yeah. Um, are, are, are not crowded. Um, the streets are not crowded. The, I think next week the offices will be even less crowded because people have no information and understanding, and the lack of testing out there has made people very nervous. People don't know whether... You know, what to do, whether they have a virus, whether they don't. And, right. and it's creating real, real um, trepidation in, in, into the world.
0: And I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. I don't know how much of what the president had to say today and his team there. Um, it certainly was an impressive lineup in terms of folks from retail, from healthcare, from testing facilities, um, from pharmaceutical companies. Um, what did you make of it?
2: Well, today's March 13th. If this was January 13th I would have been very impressed and I would have Mm. felt very much self-assured but this is a lot too late unfortunately the idea is to pretest but to be fair
0: most of us and forgive us even in the news media I think we felt like it was a China problem for a long time right
2: well the the world is interconnected everywhere right right? so the problem is that we had a 60-day jump on the rest of the world before anything happened. That's a time to distribute tests out to America, a time to get our plans in, in place and everything. And what I think happened, in my opinion, the administration was they, they the Trump administration sees that as weakness. Um, and it wasn't weakness, it's called preparedness. So I'm disappointed in the way we've reacted. The WHO, the World Health Organization has brought, they brought all the tests that we wanted to America if we chose our administration said no ours are better right. but the problem is ours are sitting in warehouses and they weren't distributed so finally today this afternoon the administration said that states can go have their own tests mm-hmm. so the Cuomo administration has put out a, a program for testing drive-through testing all the things that other countries have done and now we have that ability but we should have been doing that sixty days ago and we had a jump on this right. um, So. We, we, we need leadership to lead, and not to follow, and that's, I, uh, that's where my disappointment right. comes. So you know New
1: York so well, and, and I do wonder, as you think about the economic impact, even the social impact uh, of New York, uh, what happens? You, you described the, the scene very well of, of what we're seeing now, but there's an economic knock-on effect because this is a city that relies on consumerism, relies on tourism, and it's a tightly knit city most of the time, in all the best ways. What does this look like going forward?
2: Well, this is something we've not confronted. Look, we were here, unfortunately, in the in tragedies of 9-11. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a massive problem downtown. It was a massive problem. Midtown was a massive problem for the America. But at the same time, people went out, supported each other. Restaurants were filled. People were out. Schools were, were, were attended. You know, New Yorkers have an unbelievable capability of, of rising above problems and going forward. Problem and a
1: resilience, right? I mean, that was yeah. core in 9-11. That is yeah. the
2: word. We are resilient. However, right. our resilience now is being done independently, locked away in our own private homes because people are afraid to go out in the streets and they're afraid to, to get contact with others. So again, it goes around testing. If people were tested and understood who's who, the resiliency would have a chance to, to shine. But the problem is we don't have knowledge and information. So it's unlike anything. I, I looked down Lexington Avenue. I'm a block away from here. L- yesterday at 520. There, I counted from 60th Street down to 54th Street, three cars were on the, on the street. Wow. I mean, oh. Christmas Day, it doesn't exist like that. Yeah. Right. So, And that's not from people wanting to be out and doing things. People don't know. Right, the so. uncertainty.
0: I did the same thing coming in. I was tweeting pictures from my train. I did take the subway, you know, but there's just nobody around. Right. I mean, that's what you're seeing. So in your world, in the commercial real estate world, whether it's residential or commercial, um, what are you seeing?
2: Well, what's um, the impact we're seeing a big pause right there's because of the lack of knowledge so you were talking about it earlier here if you have on a residential side if you have a home that you want to show um, and by the way I, I'm of the belief that th- you have the lowest interest rates ever you've got hmm. a market that up until recently was powerfully strong and yet we still had some weakness in the marketplace we talked about it last time I was here This is a, one of the greatest times to buy ever how, you know? However, you have to see an apartment before you buy an yeah. apartment, and people are concerned why they, they don't know what's what. So I mean, a
0: virtual tour isn't going to cut well, it, is a it? A
2: virtual tour is great, but I don't think people are going to spend the dollars yeah. to do it. But so it, it's look, we have technology and things to keep things going to, to to move through. But as much as 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 people are nervous about going to an apartment, people in the apartment are, are nervous about receiving clients in. Totally. So it's it's an unsure period of time, which creates a pause. And a pause isn't good for markets, right? right? That means nothing is happening at the moment. Ken, how and, long do
0: you think this pause will last? I mean, now we know we're getting some idea that, you know, test kits are coming out and the system is starting to, you know, kind of open up in terms of dealing with this. But we know that if you're worried, you stay home for two weeks. Right. Uh, if you've got it, you know, you're home for a lot longer.
1: About 30 seconds, then we'll
2: bring it back. I think the test kits are critical. Knowledge is going to bring. Things back, so we got we have to know. But there's going this this is spreading. It's it's an it's a it's it's a flu. Yes, yeah. it's a deadly flu, but it's a flu. Flu, you know, 165 Americans get the flu every year, and, and a cold. It's just. You can see it on the shelves. Everybody buys cold medicine. Right, right. So until we know how to remedy it or isolate it or, or test for it, or treat the it. pause will be, I think we're going to be in 10 days that. or so, at least two weeks to see what's going to happen.
1: All right, Kent Swig, stick with us, president of Swig Equities. We're going to talk more real estate, state of the world, when we come back.
2: You're listening to
0: Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio.
1: Here on a Friday afternoon, little bit lighter mood now, literally, uh, the sunlight streaming into our studio. Also a little bit lighter uh, feel given the market ended on a serious uh, up note. Still with us, Kent Swig, president of Swig Equities. We're having a great time hanging out with him this evening. And Kent, I was just asking you off air, uh, Bill Gates stepping down from the board of Microsoft as well as the board of Berkshire Hathaway. And you made a really interesting comment, obviously a super important guy in the world of computing, capitalism, and philanthropy.
2: Well, uh, there's not enough you could say about Bill Gates, but uh, I was saying off air was one of the things that's the most impressive uh, aspects of Bill Gates is that a person like Warren Buffett, who is the guru of of the financial world and obviously has made an extraordinary amount of money in his life and has a very, very large foundation and is a leader in in every aspect many, many different areas, chose to take his foundation and give it to Bill Gates to guard and watch over and and to pass it on to him for for, for the future generation. So you have a man who is such a leader as... as, as, uh, um, as um, who's An from, investor? <laughs> no, as no, As Warren Buffett, giving his foundation to Bill Gates. I think that tells you who Bill Gates is, and it's probably one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen about Bill Gates, which is hard to do, considering all the things he's done well, in his and life. Just,
0: well, what they're doing, and um, you know, they've certainly been frequently, you know, our our team here at Bloomberg has talked to Bill. I've talked to Melinda Gates. I mean, what they are doing with their foundation in terms of trying to tackle some problems that have just been so persistent, especially right. in the emerging world, right. um, that just makes it difficult for people to get through their daily lives. Right. You know, we're all getting a piece of that right. as we are now realizing our daily lives are being disrupted. What they have to deal with right. often in, in the emerging world is so much. Much different so yeah it's great to see that how do
1: you think about your philanthropy giving money away?
2: well it's it's look my uh i learned that from my grandfather um who used to say there's no pockets and shrouds right so mm. when you pass away you're not taking it with you um and mm. to be able to see good things while you're alive i think is is a very good A good thing to do in life and for me it's very gratifying so for my children you know we I try to teach that or or I try to walk the walk as much as talk the talk and and I think one when somebody has enough in their life or not um there's always somebody else who could be helped so and it makes you feel good so it's it's i tell you a story when I was in difficulty somebody financial had problems you know 10 years ago after Lehman went out I was giving um Somebody had to come to ask me if if I would help, you know, do I need help? Um, and I realized one of the things about me was that I was a very selfish person because I gave away money and I gave and I wouldn't let people buy me drinks. I wouldn't let them buy me dinner, partly out of you know defensiveness, partly I had money, so it didn't matter right and then you I realized I denied people the chance mm. to give back to me. So while I thought I was being a generous person, I was actually being selfish right. by denying somebody the ability to give to me. so, the giving quality of what it feels and what it makes other people feel is such a nice gift. Um, so. Getting in the habit of it is, is, is a wonderful thing.
0: That's a huge point. That's a huge point because it's uh, giving is a two-way street, right? Yeah. And and people do fo- find incredible joy in giving. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, I agree. And so that.
1: how do we hold I mean, these are difficult times, and these are times where, as we've talked about, we're going to be isolated, maybe a little lonely. Yeah. How do we hang on to that uh, at a moment where the world is upside down?
2: Well, the telephone is a unique aspect that's underrated mm. a lot. You know, we all text. We all do whatever it is, Instagram, all those things that people communicate. But hearing a, a, a real human voice in a time like this, I think is is instrumental and very important in the way we want to breathe and live and, and go about our lives. So for the lack of of physical interplay we have right now, because we're isolated a little bit more, picking up a telephone and actually using it and having a voice on there is very comforting. And, and it's it's the connection that we're looking for. And I think that's what gives New Yorkers the resilience is the relying and and feeding on each other the way we've always done. I would pick the telephone up and make make phone calls to people.
0: Yeah, I feel like that with my family. Like we talk about we have these family group texts and it's wonderful. It's a way of quickly because I'm from a large family. It's a quick way of all of us touching base but... Um, I'm bad about it too. I don't always pick up the phone and it's such a different world when you do. Um, we have a
1: rule in my family uh, with my parents. Uh, all the all the sons uh, call and check in every Sunday. Well, I have to say yeah. with my parents
0: it was always different. You had yeah. to pick up the phone. They didn't you couldn't just send them a message.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Kent Swig, thank you so much. I feel like it's been a crazy week, tough week. Yeah, and what we a really nice way to appreciate sort of you coming. Wrap it up. Well, yeah. I
2: appreciate it. It's always wonderful to be here, and I wish you a wonderful weekend, safe, stay safe weekend. Yeah, yeah stay, stay healthy, safe, your whole Stay healthy. family. We shall. All right, Kent
1: Swig, president of Swig Equities, longtime uh, real estate investor, philanthropist. Just kind of uh, what I needed. I know exactly. <laughs> I feel better. I do feel, better. feel better. And it's not just the sun streaming in over Carol Masser. It's a little right. bit of
0: that, but it's a lot of Ken.